Right. It's a choice. Again, it's a choice that you have to make of what you and your family are most comfortable doing. You know, whatever everybody's comfort level is, that's what I always say. You know, if if it makes you uncomfortable, then, you know, no one's going to force you to go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And I am excited to welcome back a guest that we've had on several times now, Kristen from Tink's Magical Vacations. Welcome, Kristen. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're excited. So to set this bonus show up, we have heard a lot over the past week about Omicron, the new variant of COVID-19, and uh, have heard a lot about CDC recommendations related to cruising and a lot about what the cruise industry is doing in response. And I don't want to turn this into a political melodrama. I just thought it would be interesting to actually get the viewpoint of someone who was on a cruise yeah. <laughs> uh, this past week. And so, um, uh, yeah, Kristen, you were on the magic out of Miami for a New Year's Eve cruise, I believe. Is that right? Yes, we left, departed Miami on the 29th of December and came back January 3rd. So five night cruise, is that, or four night? Five night, yep. Our stops were, our first stop was Castaway, then we had a sea day, then Cozumel, and the rest of the days were at sea. Well, let's just talk, let's focus in on anything that you saw on board. Maybe uh, let's start from a protocol standpoint. Was, was, did you notice any increased vigilance on board because of, of Omicron? We've heard stories about, you know, Disney had relaxed mask guidance for photos in the atrium at one point, and then it sounded right. like it maybe came back. But did, it was, did you notice that or any other sort of protocols they were implementing? So the first day that we were on board, you could take your mask off in the atrium for a photo. And then it was, uh, wasn't like officially announced or anything, but when you went to go for photos, they did tell you you needed to keep your mask on. All the cast members were, when we boarded, wearing the KN95 masks. Some of them did have the Disney mask over it, but I would say 90 plus percent of them all had the KN95s on. So that was a little bit different. And we did notice them wiping down the hand, like the rails in the hallways and like on the stairwell. There was definitely a lot more enhanced cleaning going on. And do you know what capacity was like on board the Magic for the sailing? It, we were told that it was like around a thousand, around eleven hundred. Again, I don't know how accurate you know that was. That was just hearsay. That we were we never actually asked a cast member how many were on board. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and that would be lower than what we've seen more recently. So I wonder if there were more cancellations, you know, leading into the cruise than normal. I do know that because we were up in uh, well. It's decade, you know, has regular staterooms and then the concierge staterooms. So when we were, you know, in the concierge lounge, there were quite a few upgrades available to concierge because we had two friends that were able to upgrade on this sailing to concierge. Did you hear about any folks uh, pre-boarding that, you know, maybe higher rates of testing positive or people denied boarding? Did you hear anything about that on board? We did not hear any of that on board. One of our friends did have a balcony, you know, that faced the, the port and she said she did see somebody, a family be putting into a taxi cab. I don't know if they opted to go or they tested positive. No one really said about anyone testing positive at the port. I mean, the testing there is a little bit different than what we've experienced at Port Canaveral. As soon as they let us into the terminal, those blue dots were all over. So all over the floor. And even you first go through your security screening before you're tested. And they were very, do not not get too close to the party in front of you. You must maintain six feet. You must stand on your dot. So when they moved, there were definitely 
people there working in the terminal who then said, okay, move forward, move forward. And then they had different cubicles set up and you went, somebody told you to go to which cubicle and then you stood there and then you did your testing there with a testing person and you tested right inside like you were closed off from other parties testing. And so I'm curious too, so the kids club seems to be a source of I don't, I like, I do not. I've, we have said this on Twitter. I don't want to overuse the word outbreak here because I don't think that's what's going on. I think there are cases on board. They fall less than the percentage that we're seeing on land, typically, at least from what we're hearing. Uh, but they do the kids club and the crew in the kids club, we've heard at times, has been a source of a place where the virus spreads a little bit because some kids have been unvaccinated. The vaccination requirement for kids doesn't go into effect until next week, I believe, aboard Disney Cruise Line. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just curious, do you, did you hear anything about differences in availability for Kids Club? Like when Disney first started, right, you could really only get one reservation a day at the Kids Club reliably. And then they kind of relaxed that. I don't know. Did they, did they reimpose that one a day? So we yeah. were traveling with another family who they had five children and one of the kids was seven. And he just wanted to go to the club all the time. We were texting the other day. I was like, how was it? You know, availability and everything. And our friend said they had no trouble getting him extra times to go in and out of the clubs. And, you know, so he see the child we were traveling with seemed happy because he definitely got more times in the club than what we were reading online about that was available. And did they announce any cases on board while you were sailing or were there any sorts of announcements to, to passengers that there might be positive cases on board? There were, no, there was no announcements about any positivity on board or anything. I do, you know, the the big issue that's all online was about, you know, that we couldn't get off the ship for a while at Castaway. But again, they never announced that there were cases on board. Rumors are flying that there that there were. I don't think it was guests. I think it was probably crew that had close contact that maybe weren't even positive, but that in abundance of caution, you know, if their roommate had tested positive and they were still negative, they were still required to quarantine for five days. So I think that's, you know, everybody's saying, oh my gosh, the magic has so much. I don't really think it's so much COVID. I think it's the close contact. They're trying to nip it in the bud. So that's why, you know, a lot of crew, it seemed like were in quarantine, but I mean, we were being told that everybody was not positive. It was an abundance of caution. Yeah, and it, it's a good point. And I think people out there should understand because there's a lot of, I think, sensational headlines out there about the cruise industry and full-on outbreaks on board these ships. And what people are looking at is that the CDC does maintain a color-coded set of guidance for each cruise ship. And, and then it seemed like a lot of cruises went to yellow, but it's a threshold of 0.10% or more of passengers. That means like, seven people would have tested positive out of 6,500 in the last seven days, or just if one crew member was positive, that took them to the yellow. So it doesn't mean people are calling even, you know, myself and my, my travel agents that work for, you know, our company saying, oh my gosh, the ship is in yellow. But if you really dig deep into it, look at why they were yellow, it really is just mean seven out of 6,500 people and the ship doesn't even hold 6,500 crew or, you know, passengers included. So I don't want to say the media is, you know, just blowing this out of proportion because definitely Omicron is serious. People are getting ill, but I've said it before and I still stand by it. I mean, I feel, I mean, you've been on cruises. I've been on cruises since the reopening. I have another one coming in less than a month. 
I feel safer going there than to my local Walmart. I mean, because everybody's vaccinated, everybody's, you know, been COVID tested. And, you know, the cruise industry, I think it's getting a bad rap because it's the only industry in the United States travel and tourism sector that's requiring both vaccines and testing for crew and guests. I mean, you get on a plane, you don't know if everybody's vaccinated there. Yeah, when I've, I've heard some horror stories of late on Twitter about people on planes with people next to them who are clearly sick and still, still right, flying. still flying, right. Yeah, and you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with those people in coach because the planes are not doing reduced capacity like the cruise lines are. Right. So it, I think the, the important point I just want to drive home is something you said, which is, yes, a lot of these ships are at yellow status. But let's be clear, since the restart, the dream and the fantasy have been at yellow status for most of that time, right. or at least the times that I've checked. The, the magic and the wonder for a good period of time were green and now are yellow. But the threshold to turn from green to yellow is seven passengers out of 6,500. That's like a positivity rate of under 1% yeah. in terms of testing. And on land, we're experiencing positivity rates in some states as high as 18% or more. And so right. the, I'm not advocating, I've, we've said this before, show. I'm not advocating. I, I do find cruising to be safer. I do find traveling to Hawaii to be safer because of all the right. requirements that are being imposed to get there. Shouldn't not, not to say you shall run out and go cruising if you don't feel comfortable doing it, but I also don't want to blow this uh, entirely out of proportion here. And I think Disney is doing a much better job of protocols than some other cruise lines are currently. Right. So. I mean, it shouldn't surprise anybody. There's an increase in COVID cases everywhere, you know, from different states, you know, schools, everything. So it would seem to reason, yes, that there, you know, would be COVID cases on board. But, you know, there's tons of anti-COVID measures put in place that are also voluntary by the cruise lines. I mean, they're only required to do certain things and testing, vaccination, mask wearing. I I still, people are like, you're going to cancel your cruise in February. No, unless one of us tests positive, no, we're not canceling. Again, I stand by that I I believe it's still safe. And people go to concerts or a football stadium. Look at the Rose Bowl. All those football games were happening this weekend. There's way more people in those stands than going on a cruise ship. Well, and I can count many, many times when we've come back from a cruise and not felt well or gone on and seen the, uh, the Facebook group of all the posts trading back and forth about who got sick on the cruise this time. So like, you know, yes, uh, I, I do think cruises like any place else with people are a place where, you know, people can get sick and transmit it. I will say some of the protocols they've implemented have, <laughs> I love that the buffet is no longer self-service. I think that eliminates so much right. trading of germs on board the ship to do that. So anyway, again, it's a choice you have to make yourself. Right. It's a choice. Again, it's a choice that you have to make of what you and your family are most comfortable doing. So, you know, whatever everybody's comfort level is, that's what I always say. You know, if, if it makes you uncomfortable, then, you know, no one's going to force you to go. You know, and even the shows, you're still socially distanced. You know, nobody's sitting in front of the row in front of you, the row behind you, and then you sit your party and then there's three seats between the next party and the show. So I, 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 I still continue to say that I think Disney Cruise Line safety is their number one issue. They definitely have the protocols in place to keep you and your loved ones safe. Yeah. And look, for full disclosure for everyone out there, we were supposed to be sailing on the magic out of Miami here next week on the 13th. Uh, It was going to complete our grand slam. And with a tear running down my cheek, I will tell you that we ended up canceling that sailing. It was less for us about being on the ship or any of the announcements about the cruises and more about the risk reward of pulling our son out of school so close to having been on a break and having to fly again. And some of the, the concerns we've been hearing about travel right now on the airlines. 
airports and things like that and just deciding this is, is, isn't the cruise for us. We are still, Kristen, as you are, we are still planning to be on our cruise in February and to travel with our son to New Orleans where he's going to spend some time with grandma and grandpa. And we're going to get on a Disney cruise and, you know, barring one of us testing positive. Uh, but full disclosure, we did cancel a cruise this month. So again, personal decision that you have to make. Kristen, I, I want to ask specifically about ports because you mentioned briefly that there was some, you know, uproar over Twitter over the stop at Castaway. But when we start with Cozumel first, was there any anything different about Cozumel? I, port excursions proceed as, as normal and all that stuff? Nothing that we saw. My family didn't, uh, we personally didn't get off. That had nothing to do with Omicron or anything. We years ago had just had a semi bad experience there. So we, we just, we knew we weren't going to get off, but friends of ours, everybody got off and, you know, Disney was encouraging you to sign up for their excursion. So you could be in the quote unquote Disney bubble, you know, with everybody who was vaccinated on one of their tours, but everything seemed the, to go the same. Those friends of ours who got off, they said they had a great time. They took a catamaran out. Everything was status quo. There was nothing different, no trouble getting off, no trouble getting back on or anything. So nothing changed at that port of call. And we were in nice and early and, you know, left on time and everything. So everything was normal at, at Cozumel. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new Genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. And so then Castaway Key, I know you were delayed in getting off. Did they make any announcements on board as to why that was the case? The cruise director came on and said the first time due to unforeseen circumstances that we were going to be delayed and everything was brought off the ship. Like my husband and I were walking the track that morning. They said due to unforeseen circumstances, then everything was brought back on. They made another announcement around 10, 10, 15 ish that we were still delayed around 11. The cruise director, Darren, came back on and said that everything was okay and that we would be staying at Castaway till 45 p.m. That was all aboard time and that everybody could start getting off around 11.45, 11.50. My daughter was like one of the first ones off because the family we were traveling with, it was our friend's 21st birthday. So she quick ran to the cabana to decorate it. Other than that, they made announcement when cookies would be open. 
and was a little bit later. It was like 1230, but then Cookies was staying open till 230. Were the, were the shops open? Like the, I know there's those, not the Disney shops, which are no, staffed. No, the Bohemian the shops were not open at all. And there were no Bohemians working on the island. That day, it was all Disney Cruise Line cast members working the island. And, and what about at the, the Customs Border Protection Station? I'll say <laughs> they're right past the post office where you have to usually check in. With, was that being staffed by Disney crew? There was no check-in. No. Well, we were the last, the adults stayed. There were last, we were the last six adults on. And when I say last, I mean, we were the last ones on board. At that point, there was no one there. My girls went ahead of us onto the ship. I don't think there was anyone manning that. I mean, I gave them their passports, but they never told me they had to get stopped there one way or the other. But when we went, we walked, there was no one. We went right on. So, I mean, did you hear what the cause for the delay was? Like we heard the fantasy had some issues docking at Castaway, but it was more issues with the the actual boat. Like the ship was having a, an issue getting in and the, they had some issue with the lines or something like that, which which delayed them from uh, getting off until 11. But did they offer any more specific explanation for the delay? They did not. I mean, there were a lot of rumors floating around on the ship that, you know, the Bohemians didn't want to be near ships, you know, if they had COVID or anything, but there was no explanation offered. I do know people who had a cabana, we were offered a discount on the cabana if we still wanted the cabana and we took it. I mean, we still wanted it. I mean, who doesn't? And like I said, a lot of the teenagers went back and some of the adults went back, but my husband and two other couples, we stayed right until like 5.40 and they brought us back at 5.45. It was neat because we wanted to see the sunset on Castaway because we felt like, how often do you ever get that opportunity to see that? So no, I mean, like I said, the only rumor was that the Bahamians didn't want to interact with people from a cruise. Could could also be the case with with crew members on board if, if, if you're right that uh, there was something going on with the crew there just short-staffed in terms of getting the island set up. But yeah. Um, but there definitely were no Bohemians on the island at all. I mean, it was definitely a lot of officers in white uniforms driving golf carts. They, that's who checked us. An officer checked us in for the cabana and things like that. So, but I do know the, the day after we were there, I mean, the dream docked fine and there were no problem. I will say the overall feeling the ship on that, that morning from guests were when we docked at Castaway, everyone was like, what is going on? You know, why are we docked and we're not able to get off? But everybody seemed happy once we were able to get off and enjoy the island. And there weren't any excursions running that day because obviously they didn't have the Bohemians there to run it. But I mean, the family beach was still full from what it looked like. Every cabana was filled. So, you know, it was still the same kind of feeling. And the the two main stores, except, you know, for the those bohemian run stores, the Disney stores were open and it was status quo there. There was no hair braiding or any of that stuff going on on the island that day. Well, Kristen, anything we haven't talked about? Sounds like the mood on the ship was overall good. You had a good cruise and a good time, just maybe some hiccups here and there, but anything that we didn't talk about with this cruise that you want to highlight? Yeah. I mean, I think the New Year's Eve celebration was a little bit different than how they had done it in the past, like there used to be like a big deck party and everything. So they left us hats and instead of the glass etched champagne glasses that they used to have up, we got the, um, Corksicle, like they're, they weren't big, but they were like, what, like wine bar George and Disney, they were taller and skinnier than that. And that was etched with New Year's Eve, Disney magic 2022. And I do know that they got, ours were blue and the fantasy got white ones with 
like red lettering and then the dream got different ones as well. So that was cool. That was left at our table. When we sat down, there was a special New Year's Eve menu and then there were New Year's Eve hats as well. And then there was a countdown out on the open deck. I mean, they still had a party and everything. There obviously was no midnight buffet like they've done in the past or balloon drop in the atrium. But the characters all came out and they rallied out there and and they did a whole countdown out there and blew off confetti and everything. So that was super fun. I mean, because we weren't sure how that was going to play out because no one seemed to tell us like throughout the cruise. And then all of a sudden it appeared that morning in the app, you know, that there was going to be a new party on the deck. There was a rumor that we were going to get fireworks, but it, I, I knew that wouldn't have happened because we had fireworks the night before two times for the Buccaneer night. And they did have new 2022 merchandise too that dropped that night at six o'clock. Yeah, it looked pretty limited from what I saw. It, the was, photos pretty, online. it was pretty limited, but and it sold pretty quick too, like the Turvis cups and things like that. That all sold pretty quickly. Well, it was funny because at Alani, they were pushing the 2021 merchandise while we were the there. The 2021 so. <laughs> merchandise did go 30% off on the ship to try to try and get people. And they had a special commemorative pin that was behind the counter that you could go ask for. And then they had a special 2022 Pandora bead that dropped when we were on the ship. And they said they had a limited amount of those as well. It still sounds like it was a fun cruise overall, Kristen. And I, I really just appreciate having some real world experience on, you know, what it was like to sail right now with all of the news that's been coming out. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. Do you want to let folks know where they can connect with you if they want to plan their next fabulous Disney vacation? Yeah. If they're interested in any of the Disney four Disney destinations, they can reach out to us uh, via the web at tinksmagicalvacations.com. They can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We always do fun giveaways and we offer a very generous onboard credit. There's no additional cost to you Anybody who books with us, we will take care of all the stress and planning, um, especially now it's good to use a travel planner during because it's such fluid times. Everything seems to be changing daily. Well, Kristen, appreciate you as always for coming on and uh, thanks and we'll hope to have you back soon. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Kristen about her cruise aboard the Magic and just getting a little sense of what it was like sailing this past week with so much news coming out about Omicron and the cruise lines. We just wanted to offer up someone's real world experience aboard Disney Cruise Line. If you're sailing this week, next week, or in the coming weeks, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to continue to share those experiences as the Omicron variant continues here and wanting to understand its impact on cruising. So with that, I just do want to thank everyone out there for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts to leave us those five-star reviews. We love hearing from our listeners and taking your feedback and reading them on the air during our main shows each week. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, you can email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just browse to youtube.com slash dclduo. Or you can join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers, or you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel 
travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.